brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. The most common question I'm asked is what is a holistic dentist? And a holistic dentist is basically somebody who uh, is aware that the person that they're treating not only has a mouth, but they've got a whole body attached to it. It's episode 205 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, I'm very excited about Sean Polly. Sean has been a personal finance advisor for more than 11 years. He passionately believes that everyone deserves access to the advice and tools needed to plan for a secure future, regardless of accumulated wealth or status. And uh, there's some more on here. And then after exploring a few avenues to which he could use his degree, he decided to apply skill set to the world of finance. He started his own financial planning practice with the hope of helping others reach their financial goals. And he has uh, some health and wellness stuff, which, you know, you know, enjoy life, getting the most out of your life, it's good to have, you know, let's talk about said, uh, money. Your, so. your finances in order is a key component of enjoying life. So, yes, if you have that all, that situation is all whacked out, then you're not going to be happy. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you so go. that's how we apply this to our show. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of things. Um, I started Taekwondo, Rick. <laughs> I know because I saw the pictures on Facebook and I couldn't stop making jokes. Well, I want you to. Say. I, want, I want you to before you make more jokes. I want you to consider something. Uh oh. I've taken four taekwondo classes, Rick. And I've been kicked in the balls eleven times. <laughs> you sure you want to mess with me? <laughs> yes, I am one hundred percent sure I want to mess with you. <laughs> oh man, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. Like I, I go during the day, and it's this place like a mile from my office. And my daughter Hope, who is eight, uh, also signed up. And so we and it's funny because like we're both white belts. We're both like like on, at the same level. We're both learning the same stuff, you know, which is kind of cool. Like what other crab the lotus, crab the lotus. <laughs> I really hurt my hand. I posted on your wife's Facebook uh, uh, post about this, and it was the Will Ferrell, like the family Taekwondo. The, uh, the, uh, well, uh, hold on, the uh, Mark. It was Mark. Uh, he punches the wood, and he's yeah. like, "Oh my god, I shattered my hand." I laughed for oh. like thirty minutes. It's like, oh, it's Mark, some Mark Johnson, or some funny <laughs> Terry. Terry, it's the Terry. Something family. Okay. All right. Well, dang it. Really entertaining. Our Hold audience. on. I'll find. I'll find it. <laughs> um, uh, that's what, when they're doing the wool ups and they're grabbing. They're doing yeah, the punches where the they punch in. He's going grab the lotus. Grab the lotus. <laughs> I, found it. I found it. It's the Terry. It's the Terry Gantner workout. <laughs> okay. Here, listen. And how's it fun? The Terry Gantner way. From Greece, Arizona, it's the Terry Gantner family workout. And now here's Terry Gantner. Good morning and welcome. I hope you folks at home are ready because today we're going to work on increasing our upper body strength. And how are we going to do that? With a combination of aerobics and karate. Karate. I got it. Grab the lotus. 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 Grab the lotus.
And if you watch it, like, all oh. Mark is doing right now is grabbing the lotus. Over all right, here we go. Listen. Here it is. And right up here. Tame the tiger. We used to say that all the time. <laughs> and, he's just, and he's just flailing he's, around. Sweet Jesus. Uh, hey, listen, when you're like, hey, you can click on the show notes. No one clicks in the show notes. Please make a separate yeah. Facebook post. <laughs> just the Terry Gantner. Watching it initially going, man, this is so weird. Where is this going? <laughs> and when he punches the wood. <laughs> oh, and his, son, his poor son is like so sad. So it's scary. a very underrated SNL yeah, moment. Terry Gantner. I can't believe I remembered it was Terry. So all that to say, I have a goal. I have a new simple human goal. Okay. And you know me. and You know my movement patterns. I yes. have a goal to do... The splits. <laughs> like Jean-Claude Van Damme across the bars. I mean, I'm not going to do that, but you can't get a black belt unless you can get pretty dang close to the splits, like out both sides and then like the straddle split, like where one leg is in front and one leg goes back. Well, I guess uh, my karate dreams are, are out the window. Yeah. Well, I'm physically, literally, physically unable to do that. I well, I feel like so am I. But here's, and you know how, I mean, I can't even sit crisscross applesauce. So I have started, and I. Uh, hey, do we have to say that? Is that. Do we. We can't say the other thing anymore. Can we crisscross applesauce? Well, you just say crisscross. It's literally like on the, 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 the right spectrum. It's, hey, super racist. On the far left extreme, it's. Just very childish. Right. Something in the middle where we can say, like, with my Pre- legs across. Pretzel legs. Cross-legged. I feel like that cross-legged. was a thing. Was it not a way they cross-legged, said things? Maybe. Cross-legged. Cross-legged on the floor. Yeah. But what if you just? What if? What? But what? What would keep you from applesauce? Just crossing your at your ankles. That's cross-legged. Hmm. Anyway, we'll do a whole segment on that. Um. So you know that. So I, I consulted with a chiropractor, Simply Human Zone, Dr. Nick Anthony. He yes. believes and he knows how glued up I am. He believes that it's possible, but it's going to take a lot of work. I have been stretching. The only days that I missed were Saturday and Sunday. Since last Monday, I have stretched a minimum of 60 minutes per day. Whoa. I, 60 minutes? I do 20 minutes in the, like right when I wake up. Jeez. I do 20 minutes like during the day at some point, and then I do 20 minutes at night. There's part of me I stretch for 20 minutes a day, but it's not. Oh, what? I'm sorry. Your uh, <clears throat> your back? Apology. Yeah, yeah, my uh, back. Oh, oh, okay, that's fun. Backwards. So, sorry. okay. What? So, you, do you remember? You remember Team Chip, Chip Townsend from Abilene? Do. Don't you? He would. He would like. He was a like a. He breaks stuff. He's like world record breaker. And I feel like we did a story about, I did a story about him, like maybe after you left, but I think it's because like we had already done a story about him. So I knew about him. He's like the world record, like garden paver. He's broken 24 garden paved stones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm st- please stop. The world record yes. garden paver. Yes. Yeah, uh, breaker. He's broken 24. Breaker of yeah. garden paver. Listen, listen and see if the, you can wrap your mind around this. He broke last year. He broke 24 of those, like, 
big gray paver stones in less than five seconds. Eh. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the end, remember? <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could do that. Uh, anyway, this dude is like like uh, nationally known. He's he, And he's like, the, he, he hasn't... And that's a quite a quite a formidable skill. Well, <laughs> I wonder who well, pays his electricity bill. Well, yeah, well, he pays his electricity bill with the thousands of students that he has, and so I haven't actually gotten coached by him yet. I have like the you know the midday adult class is like the, the eighteen year olds who just got their black belt who are like coaching me, you know, and like trying to like. You know, it's like this guy's terrible, like you know, and but it's like all like it's all like thirteen. Grab the lotus, yeah. Jeez. Like this guy's not grabbing the lotus, but you have to say like anything, anything that anyone says, yes sir, and you gotta like run and stand at attention and like bow. Are you not calling anyone in sensei? No one is sensei. I think that's karate. Oh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Better hang on. sensei. Stop. If movies have taught me anything, it's that the guy who's running the whole thing is the sensei. You have to call him sensei. But I right? think that's I think that's a different discipline. I'm doing taekwondo, and I have to learn like Korean. I have to learn chariot, chung he. Wait, what? Karate is Korean. I don't. I don't know. Taekwondo is. Or taekwondo is Korean. Uh huh. I didn't know that. Primarily North Korean. Whoa! <laughs> Hang on, everyone. Let's listen to Mark defend North Korea, everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know which uh, direction it is. <laughs> there's a, you walk in and there's just a bunch of like uh, Kim Jong Un portraits like hanging all around the. Can I say something, by the way, yes. political. Oh. You have to get your haircut apparently like Kim Jong Un if you live in North Korea and you're dude. Like, that's not a good look. Like, is no. there not anybody around him that can tell him, like, no. hey, man, listen, he'll, that's not, he'll die. That's not that. You, listen, you have to go with something different. Yeah. Can we just that's go with the weird. buzz? You look like, uh, like Beavis. Like, you have to stop, man. Yeah. Is it just, I think, whatever he wants. Everyone is so afraid of him that yeah. they're just like, hey, listen, whatever he thinks looks good, let's just go with that. Um, the Illuminati just texted me and said, Stop talking about this. I like how you were having a hard time pronouncing Illuminati. No, I know what that is. Okay, so there's. I'll keep. I'll, I, I'm going to start like every month. I'm going to. This could take me a year. It could take me three years, right? Like, and I might give up. I don't know. But at this point, I'm okay, going to. I have a question. Okay. What if you physically, like, uh, for me, I have a physical condition, hip impingement syndrome. Uh, what if you're physically unable to do the splits? Or they just like, yeah, sorry, man. You stop at the. I think so, yeah. Belt or whatever the, color it is. The that. brown belt, but, poop belt. belt. I don't know. I think so. I think if you don't get close, then you're just like, just, just, you got to go sit over in the corner, you idiot. That's like what they say to you. <laughs> go sit in the corner, yeah. non cross legged, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to show you, like, I've, I've learned, like, Dosan, there's like this. 14 oh, moves. You, you learned Osan? And I'm punching and yeah, and I've got to yell and scream and kick. And I'm, and I, oh, I will God. give you $5 okay. if you set up your phone and record during warm ups. You're going, grab the lotus. Grab oh the my lotus. Over and over again until they say something. They would, well, they would, you can't take your phone. Before you get on the mat, you have to bow. And when you leave the mat, you have to bow. Bow to your sensei. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> and then one other thing, we have like five minutes. One other thing I was going to mention was that uh, my daughter, Halen, who's going to be 10 next month, saved up. Forcefield? What? what? Forcefield? What? You're throwing the force field up. My daughter, who's 10, is do- has done something and you can't criticize anyone who's oh, 10. Oh, daughter. right, right. Uh, force field. She saved up and brought money to me and said, I want an Alexa for my room. Ooh. And I, I, what do you – no, please don't. We did. Please. We we got it. We got it. We did. Mark, it. what Why? are you doing? Why? What's the, what's the danger? Mark, this is a thing that's in your house that is listening to everything you do. Do you have Not a – everything you I'm say. Sorry, I'm sorry. Do you, have a, do you have a phone, Rick, an iPhone? I, I Hey, listen. The, the phone – uh, stuff scares me also. Okay. Well, the, like, so that's the. I can look at. No matter where I am, Alexa is the, like the scariest Jeez. thing. Like I, I, I like that. my wife got some a, a few months ago, and I just it's it's. We change internet providers, and I've uh, we we won't connect them to the internet. It scares me. Well, so listen. Bad. Here, here is what I where I landed on it because I hadn't gotten it to this point because of that. And I thought, if I'm going to have that stance, I need to get a flip phone and get rid of my smartphone. Like, I can't. I can't I, I, hey, know? listen, I, I feel very strongly that, uh, like, the Alexa, that whole thing is taking that to a, a, a different well, level. It's Well, so we got we got one, and I went ahead and bought one for the kitchen. And you sent me 500 videos yeah. of you, like. You, you can, like, make it say stuff. So I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, I did the whole, I said, Alexa, surely you're you're not serious. And I, I programmed her to say, uh, I am serious and don't call me Shirley, which is pretty funny. And I did the, is your dad bald conversation. <laughs> from... That actually did make me laugh. <laughs> so I don't know. I think, you know how like people, uh, you know, you buy, a, you build a house or a, a construction person builds a house and they just would, there was a point in history where they started just installing phone jacks in every house. Pretty soon, when they build houses, it's just going to have AI in it. That's the wave of the future. Like, I feel like such a uh, old man. Gene Hackman from that one, like what was the uh, Will Smith movie? Yes. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you gotta put this in the 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 the, the, oh, the potato that chip called? bag. I love that movie. Monitoring us, yeah. enemy of the state. That's right, enemy, enemy of the state. state. Yeah, 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 great movie. Like, uh, yeah. I, I am not comfortable with that. Yeah. I feel like that is well. It's pretty great. You can say, you can say. Well, hold on. I think hers is off in here. You can say, Alexa. What was the last five thousand words I said? And it would be able to like. Well, you can you can unplug it. Like I make Halen turn like unplug it at night. Like it's totally unplugged at night. And like you can you can say, Alexa, play background music like for dinner, and it'll say it'll play your Amazon music like little perfect little background music, and you can say like I had today I said hey play uh, shuffle Boston's greatest hits and it like played out of the speaker. I can okay, say the music thing I, I do like that yeah. that I can well I like, could, uh, like tonight I was uh, tonight I made uh, bacon wrapped grilled shrimp oh that's a, a lot of prep work in that and if we had our Alexa plugged in yeah. I could say like hey Alexa play uh, you know. John Mayer's greatest hits, and also who's greatest hits? Oh, John Mayer, and don't judge don't me. Don't judge me. And uh, she would play all, the, but like I, I just am not. There's no possible way that that thing is only listening if yeah. you say the word Alexa in the beginning. Right. 
Like Alexa. But it's not like I'm not like last argument I had with my wife. Well, I'm not I'm not conspiring against like the United States in my kitchen. I do that in my bedroom. I understand. (laughs) But it's the idea that like I I am sick about people like, hey, let me take a a tube of my own blood and or spit or whatever you have to do and send it to twenty three and me because man and like 15 years they're gonna figure out a way to make money on that and like well i just i feel like i want to be my my stance on this makes me sound like Like, a crazy person like Like your dad oil hat on and like the satellites are listening to the the microchip jesus put in my tooth but like it it, it's it it, it, it's too much it is far too much it's too it's it's too far well um what was I going to say about uh, it's just, oh, I want to be an adopter on these things. That's just, you know, you're, you're the person back in like the whenever they started putting running water in houses. There's like, no, that's <laughs> like you need to be able to walk to the creek to get your water. I'm not putting water in my house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so it's pretty fun, and you can tell it. Uh, oh, so here, here's something that you would get like. So a friend of mine is coming to my office tomorrow at eight. So today I said, Alexa, remind me at eight fifteen tomorrow a.m. tomorrow to murder Brian. <laughs> so, so at eight fifteen in the morning, she's gonna go. Uh, you uh, would ends up getting murdered between now and then. Oh gosh, then I'm in trouble. But he's going to be sitting there, and Alexa's going to go. It's out of nowhere. This is your reminder to murder Brian. I'm going to be like, oh, no, be quiet. Huh? Hello, please. Mark has murdered Brian. <laughs> he told me all about it. Have you seen the Will Smith movie, I, Robot? Yes. Great movie. Seen, uh, okay, this is a weird uh, admission, but I've seen that movie at least 20 you times. You probably like it when he kills his dog. The, the whole thing's on cable and i've seen the whole thing 20 times and i just that's a very weird vibe i get about the whole thing it's just very strange well that's happening and they're they're all going to become sentient and then we're all going to die and you might as well just have fun with it while while that while you can i'm going to end this meeting and call and get on the sean call sean yes all right we have sean and we're just waiting this is mark and we're waiting for rick uh he is just about to hop on here Cool. And we cool. already did an intro for you, so we're just as soon as Rick gets on, we're just gonna go so we can maximize our time. Yeah, and yeah. we'll just do I we'll, some right. of your cat. Do I'm sorry. Podcast, so I know you guys do uh, do your own uh, little intro and, and outro. So cool. I figured as much. Very good. Where? Oh, there he is, Rick. Yes, got you loud and clear. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Sean <laughs> is on the line. Hello, Sean. Hello, Rick. And speaking of Roger, so, Sean, you probably deal with this a lot, the, the spelling of your first name. Because there, <laughs> there's two very, no, like, pretty normal spellings of Sean. Do you, does that happen a lot? Because you, your name is S-E-A-N. Correct. And it, does it, do people spell it S-H-A-W-N all the time? You know, I feel like it's less and less. Um, I feel like uh, my way is the uh, correct way. Nothing against the other Sean's out there. Right. Oh, the other two styles of Sean's out there. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I do share the same spelling with, uh, you know, the great Sean Connery. Right. So, you know, I, I like to highlight that. And, right. Uh, That's kind of your yeah. trump card on everybody. It is. Yeah. It is. I feel like these days the S-E-A-N is the far, far. 
Am I crazy? Is the far what? I didn't hear that. More common uh, spelling of Sean. I don't see many S-H-I-W-Ns, and I don't see any S-H-A-U-Ns ever anymore. Yeah. I think I've seen Man, I knew an S-H-A-U-N. Well, and he was a very good friend of mine, and now he is a uh, way far crazy socialist. Oh. I'm <laughs> you from Facebook. Because oh, gosh. And, uh, that's and good. revolution among the workers. Uh, oh, please. That's <laughs> good. Okay, we won't get into all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, so my name, of course, my last name, Rogers, people put, there's no D, I have no D, and people put a D in it all the time. And my, But my dog's name, my dog's name is Roger. Nice. Roger Rogers. And we thought, man, Roger Rogers. we should have made, we should have spelled his first name with a D and then his D, last yeah. name without the yeah, D. Yeah. That would have been funny. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to play a very quick game. We're going to guess your birthday. There's something we do. Okay. Uh, we just don't give us any hints. Just yes or no. Rick, you go first. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> September 19th. No. February seventh. No. Oh, what? Is, what is it? July thirty first. Oh, I was closest. There's, there's like a tendency to want to guess, like not anywhere near like the, the the actual day of today. You know. Listen, Mark. That's called odds. We have a one out yeah. of three hundred and sixty-five chance of guessing right on the money. And the only one who's actually on that Shut was up. me. Yeah, well, yes, everyone. I think I think though, if you really if you really do, you should you should try to guess the summer more often than not because I find that you just more people are born during the summer. I think it's because of cold weather. Listen, Sean, why don't you stop like screwing up all of the research I'm doing over here? Oh. <laughs> the birthday results. Why don't you just keep your mouth shut? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get one. Compiling a massive database of when. People uh, are born, <laughs> make love, and then thusly are born. And I'm trying to skew the results in my favor. So <laughs> don't give all, me any tips. Just forget about that. Then off you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Sean, where are you uh, right now? Uh, I'm currently uh, in Mansfield, Massachusetts, just south of Boston. My wife is in Boston right now. Y'all should go like meet up. Oh yeah! Hey, you're, you're in Boston. I have a friend who lives in Boston. Is it Charlie? Do you know him? <laughs> uh, maybe I might have met him the other day, but yeah. you know it's hard yeah. to know. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Sean, let's let's get right into this. We got a lot to talk to you about. Um, kind of give us the Cliff's Notes version of your story, like kind of uh, you know how you started doing what you're doing now, and and sort of how you kind of your path. Yep. Um, well, actually, I have uh, I have kind of two stories that end up meeting up. Really, uh, there's uh, one story that's my professional story, I'd say, where you know I um, I went to school uh, for I went to University of Rhode Island for electrical engineering, got a degree in electrical engineering because the home of the uh, alma mater of uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Lamar Odom. Rhode correct. Island. Correct. Yes, I was. I actually went to school with. I mean, I went to school with Lamar Odom. Oh my gosh. I, uh, so I actually played football in, in college, and some of my uh, teammates did have classes with him. Lamar wasn't in any uh, engineering type class. <laughs> no way! <laughs> I know that's a shocker. So, uh, but, so I missed out on, on befriending him. But yes, he oh, was there when funny. I was there. So um, so went to URI, um, came out with a degree in electrical engineering because I'm a very tech-oriented person. 
Uh, but I came out and I was, uh, I was a bit stubborn. I didn't really want to move around for my job, which, you know, these days, how can you, uh, how can you even consider not moving to go find a, find a good job? I didn't, there wasn't as much um, opportunity in the area where I was. So I ended up working for things like defense contractors and whatnot. Um, kind of boring jobs, uh, you know, lots of uh, bureaucracy and things along those lines. Um, and uh, through that, you know, I, I started kind of, broadening my horizons a little bit, looking at other things. And I remembered back when I was in school, we'd actually been visited by uh, some people from the finance industry, saying that a lot of engineers end up in finance. Uh, so uh, so I ended up looking into that deeper, was pretty interested in uh, money and finance, uh, ended up uh, ended up in a financial uh, financial firm and ended up uh, being a financial advisor uh, with, uh, with that firm. Um, started off kind of the same way a lot of people do, you know, um, you know, selling products, insurance, things along those lines. Um, but, um, but you know, I mean, I'm sure if you've talked to anybody in the finance industry, you find out that that creates kind of a conflict of interest. Never really sat well with me. Uh, if you're actually trying to help people and not just trying to, you know, make money. Make money right. And that, then that'd be the end all be all. So a few years ago, me and my partners went independent. Um, now we are uh, independent uh, investment advisors, RIAs, uh, still practicing financial planning. Um, but uh, approaching it more from a how can we help people perspective, how can we help people make, lo- make their lives better, as opposed to just focusing on uh, just the money, just, you know, how do you invest your money, when do you want to retire, things along those lines. Cool. That's kind of, that's kind of my professional story. Um, but uh, the way that I, uh, you know, I, I kind of get excited about helping people change is actually in, in more of the wellness side of things. Um, kind of the other side of my story is I, I grew up in upstate New York. As I said, I was a football player and um, I grew up rather heavy. I, you know, I was like 300 pounds. I was an old lineman in high school, oh, um, you know, but in my, uh, in my junior year of high school, my father got a transfer. Um, he, you know, he had to transfer out to San Francisco. I thought you were going to uh, say your father got a treadmill and it made you just run. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, transfer. Trevor was always there. I never really. Uh, <laughs> he got a around my neck and <laughs> the rail of the treadmill. Okay, sorry. He got a no, transfer. Sorry. He, tra- he got transferred his, in his job out to out to Northern California, San Francisco oh, area. Man. And uh, I moved out there, and you know, it was a totally different lifestyle yeah. out there. You know, I mean, people just people were just looked at life differently, and that kind of led me to want to change myself a bit more to obviously to fit in more with my environment. Um, so that was kind of my first iteration of, I was, like I said, I was around 300 pounds uh, and I was able to lose about uh, 60, 70 pounds wow. going into my senior or at the end of my senior year. Um, and, uh, but then unfortunately at that point, you know, I just done that. And then I decided, you know, I went to college and, you know, anybody can tell you college is not the best place to uh, keep weight off. Well, you went back to the East coast too. So, and, and I was back in the East coast with cold winters. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so within a couple of years, uh, I came back, uh, plus some, you know, I, I, I think I, I was at my, my highest, I was about 350 pounds when I was playing football, you know, big, strong guy, Yeah. you know, bench pressed a lot, squatted a lot, all that good stuff, yeah. but, uh, pretty, pretty unhealthy. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I kind of stayed that way for a while, uh, and then, uh, graduated, uh, got married, had, had my daughter, we had my daughter and, um, fortunately my marriage didn't work out as that was happening, gained all the way back again for a yeah. third time. Um, and then uh, you know, a few years went by in there and that all kind of settled out and I decided to take control again, lost the weight again, lost another about a hundred pounds. So I went through that ebb and flow about three times. Wow. Um, 
Um, and, um, and now I've, I've kept it off for, you know, six years or so. Um, and, uh, and now when I help people, I kind of approach it, uh, with the same mentality I, I approached, uh, you know, kind of changing myself. And when people, you know, I really tend to mesh well with people, uh, that have that as a high priority in their life, right. you know, uh, health, wellness, um, professionals that service other industries. Actually, my, my current significant other, uh, I got her to kind of change her profession. She was, uh, in childcare. Now she's a massage therapist. So I've helped, I'm helping her. Hey, there her. you go. That's like the, you want your wife to like change jobs or your significant other, like massage therapist is like gotta be in like the top five of like, Easily. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I will say after the education part, you do get significantly less frequent massage. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause like that's their, their job. Yeah. Now, now, they're doing, now they're doing it for money. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. But you're like, but it's fun so for me. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of where those two kind of paths met. Yeah. And now, you know, that's how I approach my professional practice, you know, in, in a similar vein, cool. I've approached how to you know, get healthier and, and lead a healthier lifestyle. So I've got a couple of questions, but before we do that, Rick, Sean and I have something else in common. Did you pick up on that? You both played football in college. We were both collegiate football players. Uh, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. So, okay, tell me. I, 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 now, at, Mark played no, at DeVry. No. DeVry. <laughs> String deep snapper. No, you, you, you used the wrong verb. You said I played. Uh, the, the verb is practiced. Mark was on the team yeah. at DeVry. <laughs> so... Snapper. I played at a Division two school in West Texas, and I was the, like, backup... Uh, I, was a, I was a backup. Division, yeah. division two plus. I did get choke slammed by Roberto Garza, who went on to play like ten years and is a Hall of Famer. So that was fun. Um, Wait, hang on, hang on. He's a Hall of Famer of what? Uh, he played for the Bears for like ten years. Roberto Garza. Garza. I've never heard of that guy. Uh, Google Roberto Garza. And, hey, Google Roberto Garza, and you're gonna feel like an idiot. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm going to feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I bet Sean knows who that is because he was an offensive lineman. and, and uh, I was, yes. Yeah. I do. Know. I mean, I recognize the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, listen, uh, he's being nice to you. I recognize about 11 uh, ever offensive lineman names in the NFL. Well, you're not really a football fan then. Okay. My other so... – <laughs> When you're one of the unrecognized people, you, you pay attention to the other unrecognized people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, well, so, okay. So, who's your team? Are you a, are you a Patriots? Giants? I, I am. I am a Patriots, Patriots. Man, yes. Okay. I guess that's fair. You're from up there. That, that, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I grew up in New York, but, I, yeah, I've been here for close to 20 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I actually wasn't really a Patriots fan so much until the current era. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's like the entire I, time you moved there. I was in college. I was in college when all that came about. Hard to not uh, jump on that. Right, yeah. right. We're, I think we're the same. What year did you graduate uh, from high school? 97. Okay, yeah. So you're, he's our brother's age. Or your, your brother's 96, though, isn't he, Rick? Well, are we talking about college graduation? No, high school. I asked oh, yeah. uh, He was 95, so oh, yeah, he's okay. right. right in there. Okay, so okay, the other the questions. So uh, you, you ebbed and flowed three times. How did yeah. you lose the weight? Was it the same way every time, or did you try different things? Uh, it was primarily the same way every time. Um, in the end, it was, it was uh, you know, calorie restriction and, you know, a whole bunch of cardio. Um, but, uh, but all three times, it was kind of a, um, it was, it was an, you know, an evolution of learning more about health and fitness. You know, the first, I remember the first, first book I ever read, I think, in the wellness industry was, uh, was a Good Fats, Bad Fats by Udo Erasmus. 
yeah. you know, way back when. Yeah. And, you know, just talking about, you know, the, how, uh, you know, trans fats are bad and you know, actually all sorts of chemistry in it and things like that. And that just kind of launched me on a mission to, and to this day, I mean, I just consume information on health and nutrition as, as just my hobby, right. really. Well, okay. So uh, I'm always interested to know this, like what are like the last couple of books or what are the, what are the resources that, that you find the most, uh, uh, I guess, inter- not entertaining, but just like the most compelling. I mean, right now I think podcasts seem to be one of the more, uh, easily accessible play- ways to get ways to get information. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I probably started off of, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss, you know, a four hour work week yes. for business. And then that led me to four hour body, which I, I heard that you also read yeah. that back. In- um, and then, you know, all of his offshoots have, have influenced me. I mean, um, you know, I listened to, uh, Dr. Peter, it's Peter Tia now. Yep. He's got a new podcast. Uh, you know, Dr. Ron Patrick. I like, I like the very, uh, the technically oriented people. Yeah talk about the nitty gritty of it. Um, but, you know, I've also gone through, I mean, back in the day I read, you know, Pritkin and, and Atkins and, you know, all the, all the various, you know, fads and, and, and their explanations. Right. So. Yeah. So on the subject, so J- uh, Dr. Jason Fung, F-U-N-G has written the, di- the diabetes, uh, <laughs> the diabetes code, the obesity code. Uh, and this is just like for you and just for the listeners, those are really, really good resources. And like the Tim Ferriss podcast is incredible. Um, oh, yeah. if you love Arnold Schwarzenegger as I do, I think I've even talked about this, like go listen oh, yeah. to the two hour, like Arnold podcast with Tim Ferriss. It is unbelievable. And he has that book. Uh, have you seen the book that he has? It's like the, it's called tools for, uh, tools of tools Titans. For Titans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I've got that. And I, like every, I try to do it every day. I just like, I go and I read like a different, so everybody that he's interviewed, he puts what they do. And, and thoughts in there and, and it's health and it's wellness and there's there's uh, yeah, all sorts of different uh, genres in there and it's just such a good resource uh, to just always be learning and always uh, you know finding other people uh, to kind of learn from so I think that's that's really good so absolutely all right well let's talk a little bit about uh, how health and wellness and financial planning go together we said in the intro, that you know, I said you know, reading about your interests. Like, well, he's a finance guy. Well, that that goes right along with the be the best human you can be, be the healthiest version of yourself. And and we talk about eating, sleeping, moving, like humans are designed to to, to do those things, but to also uh, enjoy life or manage stress. Well, and also too, like if you think about like uh, wellness, uh, you know, not to soapbox it up, but like it's directly correlated to the amount of money you have, yeah. especially in America right now, like. You have to afford health insurance. You have to be able to afford health care. So, you know, financial planning goes hand in hand with uh, being, uh, you know, having a solid footing financial wise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, when I, when I look at, at, at how the two, two come together, you know, I find that, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the same tools go, go into uh, kind of taking hold of, of, of a situation you want to make change on, you know I mean? The quantified self movement, uh, you know, where, you know, we're tracking everything, you know, it's talked a lot about in the wellness sphere, but it's very, very applicable in the finance sphere. I mean, anybody who's, who's, you know, endeavored to knows, uh, you know, there's all sorts of tools available to help you kind of find out where you are today from a finance perspective. And, and, you know, I find that, you know, if if you got a hold of, of one of those two issues, but you're still struggling with the other. Well, you can use the same, you, know, you can use the same mindset and same kind of methodology to help take control of the other. So I always like it when I find somebody who's, who's maybe had success in one area and not in another. Uh, and you can kind of just link those, link those together for them. And, and see, like you say, I mean, 
you know, you really, you really can't be, it's difficult. I shouldn't say you can't be. It's difficult to be your best self, to be healthy uh, if your finances aren't in order because it just causes stress. Stress can lead to, you know, all sorts of things. Obviously overeating, which can lead to diabetes, degenerative diseases, all these other things. So, well, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to sleep money. well. If you're worried about money, you're going to be up at night worrying about that kind of thing and you're, you're not going to sleep good. And then that's going to lead to stress, which is going to lead to you not sleeping well. You know, I, I, I teach a class very, very quickly. I teach a class for, for, uh, uh, teenagers who've had some issues making decisions. And we talk a lot about, uh, you know, making a five-year plan, making a 10-year plan. And it's like, Hey, I, I tell them, Hey, money can't buy you happiness. But the lack of money can absolutely buy you misery. So it's not, you know, they're directly correlated for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some people, you know, I mean, we we talk a lot about financial planning and it's kind of one of the, one of the Achilles heels, I think of my industry is a lot of times people talk a lot about these far, far goals, these goals that are far in the future, like, like say retirement, or even if you're a young family and you're planning for your kid's college or anything like that. Um, but you know, that stuff tends to not be very tangible. You know, it's, it's hard to really get excited about something that's, you know, 30 years away. So a lot of times when I talk to people, it's not about, you know, what's that five or 10 year goal. It's, you know, what are you doing today? What are your, what are your daily habits? You know, how do you, how do you keep track of your money? Just like, how do you keep track of your eating, you know, or any, any, any of those two things. And, you know, if you have a hard time with managing yourself, well, then you got to figure out what you're going to do next week, you know? to figure out how that might translate into something that could, could occur, you know, that you can yeah. accomplish in, in, you know, months or even years from now. So, so how do you, know, you find, depends. how do you find that balance between, uh, you know, like on one end, you've got somebody who's sitting in a room yelling, buy, sell, buy, sell into a phone, like 14 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you put, that is an inside joke. <laughs> Mark and I have because a friend of ours is very, he's a financial planner and that's the joke we make. Like that, we, that's our perspective perspective of what he does. Yelling, buy, sell, yeah. buy, sell. <laughs> so, so there's one end of the extreme. The other end of the extreme is kind of like what you think of, like the beach bum who's just like living on the beach and just surfing all day. He's he's probably very low stress, but he's you know. So so where is that balance, and how do you kind of coach people on finding that balance? Well, I mean, you know, it's funny, yeah, because buy sell. I mean, those those are those are stock market stockbrokers and traders, and yeah. you know, that's I'm not I'm nothing near that. And honestly, the, most of those people don't even exist anymore. Right, so right. So you know, um, which probably doesn't actually doesn't even help the stress. But uh, it's really just about finding out, you know, where a person is at, is today. You know, I mean, like when you talk about the beach bum, I mean, well, you know, I mean, what? How did he get? How did he? How did he get to that point in life? You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's, uh, you know not well off financially, for instance, right? I mean, it just right. might mean that that's, that's what makes him happy. Actually, I have a, my partner, uh, my partner, Dan, who's one of my two partners, um, you know, he focuses a lot on, on helping people get to a point where they're living a leisure lifestyle. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's his, uh, his focus is, you know, he likes to boat. He, you know, he lives on the water. He lives in Rhode Island because my, my office is actually in Rhode Island, not Massachusetts. Um, and, you know, that's what he wants to help people get to, you know, so, uh, you, you just got to find out where people are at today. You know, how are you living your life? Are your, you know, are, are your goals, are, are you, are you actually working towards a goal? You know, are your expectations for goals realistic? Um, and you know, how is that all playing together to, to, to help you lead, lead a better life? You know, and your, your daughter is, is 10. Yeah. She's actually 11. She'll actually be 12. I guess that, that's oh a little She'll be 12 next month. What day, what month, what day of the month? 23rd, a week before me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, my daughter turns 10 
in on July second. So we have so I've got a ten year old and then a, an eight year old. Um, and so okay, summer birthdays. Dude. Yes, there you go. I don't know. Yeah, what? So, I try to try to preempt. Small our kids have birthdays that are somewhat near each other. Shut up, Rick. Rick also Rick also has um, children, and so let, let like kind of how do you instill some of these principles to your kids? Like, what are some things that you're doing with your daughter? Like, like you know, it might even just be like little little micro conversations here and there that are just kind of correcting and just kind of setting up you know, uh, you know, both nutritionally or, or from a healthy perspective and from a financial perspective, like how do you like kind of coach your, your daughter on that stuff? Yeah, but that's actually, that's actually a real good question. Cause it's something that I give a lot of thought to, yeah. um, when I'm thinking about, you know, kind of behavior and habits and you know, children are a great example of that. So with my daughter, um, you know, when we're talking about money, I, I try to, I try to not, uh, one thing that I think in general, we there there's been a kind of a, a difficulty with in previous generation it's kind of secrecy around money you know i'm a big advocate of openness about money I mean, even with my clients you know i mean if i have a, a client who's retiring i'm gonna i'm gonna want their kids involved you shouldn't you shouldn't hide things from your kids and i think that's true when your kids are little too because they need to understand at an early age you know what is money and what is the what is the value of money and and that can be subjective depending on your economic status but you know, you, you need to get a handle on that early in life. So, you know, when we're talking about, you know, how much, I, I mean, I tell her things like, you know, how much does it cost to live? You know, how much, uh, how much do I pay for our house? You know, right. what is the electric bill? I, I give her those numbers, you know, so that she knows how much, you know, I, I talk to her about how much I make sometimes or yeah. how much, you know, her mother makes or anything like that. Just so she actually has a point of reference. It's not all, it's not all this, this kind of opaque thing that you just find out later in life when you actually get a job. Right. And we actually even do do things with her where we'll, you know, instead of giving my daughter like an allowance, you know, I kind of give her a uh, a goal to achieve. Say, okay, well, you know, I mean, here's the things that are expected of you. Yes, I, I expect these things of you because you're a member of the family right. and we work together as a team to run a household. But because you can't make money, uh, you know, I have to provide that to you. And, you know, but if you do these things, it frees up, you know, me and, and my partner Christina's time. And then, you know, and then you can earn money for that. And then we give her money kind of based on, you know, how, wh how much she uh, puts into helping right. us with, with running the household. So that's I'm, kinda how we, I'm particularly yeah. interested in this because I just, uh, like started using this app. Do you use any sort of tool, um, with that kind of stuff? It's called what, what I have is called rooster money. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, you, you can set it in. Okay. For, for every, you know, they have kind of a standard, earnings and like you can set it up for like some of it to go into a savings thing and some of it to go into like a give thing and kind of teaching them that like the money that they you know quote unquote earn they don't get to keep all of it and it's kind of like a that's just sort of part of the deal um and then um you know and and part of that is you're earn you're kind of earning this you know like you you like putting your clothes away or making your bed like that's not extra like this is that's just kind of like what you're kind of contributing to the household but if they do something kind of above and beyond we you can boost a dollar or something and if they do something like all right you're going to keep eye rolling like that eye rolls are 50 cent a 50 cent fine you know and start trying to understand that there are consequences and and if they care a lot about money and making money and having money that that may be a good way to to use that as a motivational skill yeah, yeah, absolutely. I used, I mean, if I really think about it, the first piggy bank she ever had was a piggy bank that was segmented into four sections, you know, cool. save, invest, spend, and I can't remember what the fourth one was off the top of my head, but it was just, a, know, it was just like a, a tunnel, like a little tube that went right back into your like money drawer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Fun old money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I let her keep it, but I, I, haven't, I haven't tried to use an app. That's that's not a bad idea. Although I find with uh, with with my daughter and really a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of friends, children, it's tough to get them to focus on on things on on digital content that they actually don't want to do, like you know, YouTube and right. all the other various things. So I kind of like to do it tangibly. Right. Like I, I, I'll use, we use, actually, we, we just recently set up a, a paper calendar because yes. it's visible or a whiteboard or something like that. You know, I mean, digital tools are great, but I mean, I even said to say this to her with like, you know, I, I have to use a calendar. Like I have to use a, a digital calendar to organize my life. I, I wouldn't remember to, you know, tie my shoes if I didn't have them in the calendar, obviously. Right. Facetiously speaking, but, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but she, she's not really at the point where that really, that really, she understands that connection of tools to help her live a better life. So that's why with her, I use something more tangible, but right. to your point, like these tools, I think are extremely important to things like my clients who are very digitally integrated. And then we can say, okay, well now you can point these tools out to them. And yeah. so it might be something you tell a client to help, you know, manage their household, but I probably wouldn't necessarily directly use it with my daughter just because I think, I think, vis- you know, visual right. stuff, you know, tangible stuff works a little bit better yeah and, and to that point with, okay. with our kids like we do a every like we do sunday what we call sunday chores and that's emptying out the cat box that's uh you know uh throwing like taking the trash out running the the, the trash cart the recycling cart Avo- out avoiding <laughs> dad's belt <laughs> we don't do that in our house sir <laughs> like uh, it's worth uh 10 bucks a piece i got two kids and like right. since yesterday uh, one of my kids was throwing a giant fit about having to stop playing video games to do it and i was like all right hey other kid hey you want to earn extra money other kid. Other one's chores you can earn extra money so uh one kid uh, you know, my older one did like uh, all the uh, younger ones chores. Not got all his them, money. And I was like, all right, here's uh, your 10 bucks plus here's your seven bucks extra. And here is your uh, three bucks. Uh, three bucks. And he was like, why do I only get three dollars? It's not fair. I was like, it's actually exactly fair. Yeah. Uh, right. He did uh, 70% of your chores. So he gets 70% of your money. And he's right? like, and then for the younger one, you're like, now go back into your closet. And I'm going to lock the door back. <laughs> but like seriously it drove it, it drove the the story home he was like oh uh, uh, like he's already been talking about right. how next week he's going to make sure he does all of his chores so he makes all of his money and he's a big saver like he yeah. won't spend like we'll go to target and i'll be like hey bring your wallets we can we can you know you can buy some water guns or some nerf guns and he's like oh i'm not gonna buy anything and he's got like two hundred dollars saved up and i was like Jeez, he's yeah, like, he's got more money than you. Car <laughs> here pretty soon. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, Sean, we are up against it, so I want you to to tell people where they can find you. You got to talk about your website and any other places that are that, that people can can find you and learn from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my firm is uh, Innovative Planning Partners. Um, our website, uh, you can get, you can reach me right on our website. It's myinnovativeplan.com. Um, you actually can go on there. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, of, you know, I don't, I don't make money off of, off of talking to people and kind of helping them figure out where to go. So right on that website, I even, I have a place where you could, uh, you could schedule a time to to talk with me and see if there's any resources I have that can help, uh, that can help with you. So that's right on the website. You can go on the Facebook page, innovativeplanningpartners.com. Um, we actually have, uh, we have uh, some things up on YouTube. Me and my partner, actually, we have this uh, little show we do called poking the gorilla a little YouTube show. Yeah. He's uh he's, he's pretty, uh, he's, he's kind of, 
kind of right wing, more right wing, a little yeah. more conservative. I'm, I'm more of a moderate uh, left wing type person. Um, but we kind of respect each other. So we have these little yeah, yeah. Uh, disagreements about things and yeah. we have them in a respectful manner. Uh, so we put those up, you know, we figure it's a good, good kind of show for people. This is how you can actually talk about something you disagree about. Yeah. That's, that's an I'm sorry. Did you say your show was was you say Momo? What was what was you what was that? Po- poking the gorilla. <laughs> Mark, you did not say Momo. <laughs> do you wait, do you know what Momo is, Rick? <laughs> Mark, I work in juvenile. Well, ride. that's what I thought. Okay, I was just I well, I thought I thought you I thought this was another Roberto Garza moment for you. <laughs> All right, and then finally, Sean, last question: What is something that you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Uh, you know, just uh, live every day like uh, like you don't have any more, really. I mean, uh, just uh, live in the moment, you know. If you can't do that, then meditate. You know, Tim Ferriss will tell you all about that. Yes, he can. And meditation. I have Lamar Odom in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Well, this has been great. Uh, I will email you when the show goes up. It will probably, uh, just kind of depending on, we have another guest who's kind of wait, wanting to wait on a show. So it may be this month. It might be the beginning of July. Um, okay. But I'll, uh, I'll shoot you an email uh, when it's up. Great. Thanks cool. so much. Awesome. Thanks. Have a good time. All right, you too. All right. Thanks, Mark. Uh, thanks, Rick. Bye-bye. bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Don't make tooting noises at the end of our interviews. <laughs> I've been, I feel like I've been doing that for a while. I know, now. but what if he heard that and thought you were doing that at him? And it would be funny. I'm going to email him and say, I apologize for my rude co-host. For the, for the, the bottom the bottom noise. For the bottom noise. Um, you sent me a text in the middle of this interview that said, Careful. being acerbic? Yeah. Doesn't that mean mean? Yeah. I'm not be- How was I being mean? You were being you were just being vitriolic. Sharp and forthright. You have a thesaurus in front of you? Tasting sour or bitter. <laughs> okay, you you do have no, a thesaurus. No, I just I mean I know what that word means, but I looked it up to make to make sure I got it right. Um I don't feel like I was being acerbic. Um you know that I bought a new thesaurus last week and it was terrible. And not oh, only that that the breaking montage I bought a thesaurus. Would you let me finish? Yes, I will. And it, this thesaurus that I bought was terrible. And not only that, it was terrible. <laughs> You're an idiot. You laughed. Hey, you want to hear this my joke is, about... You want to hear my... Father's Day, so take that, take that joke back to yesterday. <laughs> Do you want to hear my joke about celery? Nah, I'm still... If you'd like to hear my joke about scarecrows... Then I'm yes. actually... You know what? Never mind. I'm still chewing on it. Uh, I don't see. I don't eat celery, so I don't get that joke. So uh, takes a long time to eat. Hey, uh, why did the scarecrow uh, get an award at work? Am I need, do I need to get my bleeping tool? No. Oh, because he was outstanding in his field. God, shut up, Mark! <laughs> How you into the joke, you idiots? I'm the dad joke ninja. Like I'm the dad joke taekwondo ninja. Word <laughs> 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 my only joke. I could tell the Minnie Mouse, the Mickey and Minnie Mouse joke. No, don't. Have you heard that one? <laughs> Goofy. Oh, listen, yeah, let me I tell kn- it. No, I know it. I know it. You'll be able to bleep it, and it'll be funny. Okay. Okay. I'll bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to do a, a Mickey Mouse voice while you're telling. Oh, that's what makes the joke. Okay. So Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse are in uh, divorce court, and they're both 
pleading their cases and the judge uh, comes back from his chambers and he comes back to the bench and he says, I've reviewed all the uh, uh, entries made by both the uh, plaintiff and the defendant and I just I can't I can't understand and I can't justify granting, uh, granting the, uh, a divorce based on the grounds that Minnie is too silly. Uh, just uh, silliness is not grounds for divorce in this state. Uh, what say you, plaintiff? And Mickey steps up to the mic and goes, <clears throat> I didn't say she was silly. I said she was goofy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty funny joke. <laughs> Even though I, I had that word already written out and I was just waiting for the time code. <laughs> oh, man. That's oh. the joke that I keep. I've got like three jokes I keep in my. Mine is one of okay. mine is tickets so, to Pittsburgh. Someone says like, "Hey, uh, tell a joke." Tell a joke like, "Oh God." Okay, here's one. One is uh, my kind of go-to for new people is the tickets to Pittsburgh joke. Oh, that's a great one. That's a, oh, that's a very, very. But hey, listen, that has to be like that's very mixed company joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remind me off air to tell you. All-time favorites. That is one of my oh, all-time favorites. Remind me to tell. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Completely, one hundred percent in the delivery. Yes. Well, oh, and man. I, don't, I don't know. If, <laughs> that's a great job. I think I learned that from your dad. Oh yeah, that's his. That's his. The only thing I ever learned from him. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's in the hospital. So, Thanks a lot. After a, a so listen, I don't think I ever told you this, but when I was hanging out up in uh, the northwest with Jason Side a few years ago. We were all sitting around. There were a bunch of people, like his clients and stuff, were sitting around. And I'm not going to say it on air, but I'll remind me to tell you there's a joke that I told that I was like, I don't know if I should tell this. And they were like, no, 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 tell it. And I told it, and it did not. It was not good. <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. I know. I'll tell you. I'll, well, when we get done with the call, I'll tell you. So the tip of the week, li- <laughs> listen to Sean, and meditate, uh, and think about you know being intentional. Just like with nutrition, no plan Going from no plan to going to any plan, you're going to see some positive results, right? Um, so just like with money, if you ha- if you have no idea how much you spend or anything, any plan, any any intentionality you put towards a, a non-plan, you're going to see some positive benefit. So be intentional about the things that you do: nutrition, uh, your sleep, money, all that. Hmm. Yes, I feel like. Uh... If you're not being intentional about things that are important to you, you're just kind of wandering around yep. in the desert, just waiting for things to happen to you. And uh, it's much, much more benefit. It's that's a weird way to phrase that. It's more beneficial to make things happen for you. Correct. So go do those things. We did it. Tip of the week. All right. We got a lot coming up. We've got three guests scheduled for July. We've got three scheduled for August. We're booking into September. Uh, we were supposed to have Joe DeSena on, and there was a miscommunication. We're going to have him back on, uh, which is exciting. He's very famous. Um, so that is going to do it, this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, he broke 24 of those, like, big gray paver stones in less than five seconds. Eh, I could do that. So until next time, enjoy.